Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here on DK Sports Radio. Remember, you can subscribe here anywhere. We're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, we're anywhere podcasts are hosted, really. But check us out. We got we talking all things Pitt today, of course, and this is our Pitt football edition. We'll have our basketball edition this Sunday morning, so check that out then. But Pitt football, we're sticking to it. Now, last week, we talked about Pitt, Pitt's Pro Day. We will revisit that at some point. We're going to have Doran Dickerson on next week's football podcast, so check that out. Uh, but this week, I wanted to talk to you guys about just simple schematics and things that we've seen from Pat Narduzzi's defense. And, of course, it's something that... We kind of hear it every year, but, you know, some of the fans kind of lose sight of, and then, you know, they only get pulled back into it a little bit during the year. And that's the idea and the concept of putting, of, of how they use their cornerbacks. Because Pat Narduzzi's defensive scheme, it is it works really well if you have the right personnel. And for those who don't understand what his scheme is, it's not necessarily about it being a 3-4 or a 4-4. It's more so about Pitt comes out with different alignments, but the entire alignments are based around maximizing the usage of guys to cover underneath, to blitz underneath, to stuff, to stuff the run, and trusting your outside cornerbacks and your deep safety to lock things down and prevent the big play. Now, granted, it ain't happened a lot last year. Uh, we saw a lot of big plays surrendered here and there, but... It did help when Pitt was able to play the style of defense that they wanted to play. It did work out. Now, I'm here to say a few things about this style of defense. Because this was the style of defense that he worked at Michigan State. And it got them to, I believe, a Rose Bowl appearance. But a big part of what this defense requires, and I mean requires, it is it is an absolute part of what needs to happen, is you need grade A1 cornerbacks. You need guys who are dogs, who are going to go out there and battle and fight, and they may give up one play, but they're going to turn right back around and get an interception. Now, Pitt's secondary took hits last year. Um, you know, Paris Ford opted out in the middle of the season. Uh, Damari Mathis, who was supposed to be the starting cornerback opposite of Jason Pinnock, uh, Damari Mathis, you know, got hurt before the season started. They'll have him back this year. He, he sounded very confident when he spoke, so that was actually really cool. Um, uh, they said he's even, like, tackling guys in practice when they don't have pads on. And he was like, ah, it wasn't actually a tackle, but, you know, that's the d- debates between the coaches and the players. But what Pitt needs are cornerbacks who are going to go out there and can actually run the island. Now, that's that, that also plays into Pat Narduzzi's recruiting because whenever he's recruiting for cornerbacks and you see him get a guy, he'll often post the lock and the island emojis because he is going for in these recruits because sometimes it's a stab in the dark. It's getting the guy who's, you know, who's highly recruited in a, in a certain state who's a top cornerback who's really athletic and you're, you're trusting that you can bring them in work with them and get them to a point where, hey, you are comfortable on this island making this work. Now, again, the whole point of this, if those guys can lock it down, if you can get those guys to just, they don't have to have 12 interceptions by the end of the year, but they got to have, they got to be able to keep the, they got to keep at least the big play from happening more times than not. 
And in, in almost all of the pit losses, you saw those big plays break open where guys were just wide open and there was a miscommunication or a guy just got flat out beat. And you're like, ugh, here we go again. Now, Pat Narduzzi, you know, to either his perseverance or his stubbornness, and there's always that that interesting line between those two those two things, perseverance and stubbornness. In between those is he he always sticks to to this. Well, we we asked him, and like it was in the middle of their four game losing streak when we we're like, you know, Pat, have you guys thought about switching it up? And every time you ask him, and this is over the years. You ask him, hey, you know, your cornerbacks are getting beat on these deep balls. Are you going to change things up? And he's like, no, I'm not. And it sounds maddening at times. But I kind of get it because if he can get the right guys there, that, that scheme does work. Now, granted, I do think it would behoove him to be able to adjust how things are going. Randy Bates, I think, does a heck of a job with, you know, coordinating that style of defense and and getting the guys to hustle and to fight. And, and Pitt's got some really talented guys underneath. You know, I know they just lost Patrick jo- Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver. Um, but they got talented guys. I mean, I really think that Servatier Dennis has a really good chance uh, to to make a step up this year. Uh, when he stepped in, he was playing very, playing very well for, for Pitt. Um, I think another aspect of this is going to be can Kalijah Kansi and Desmond Alexander um, and a lot of the guys that are coming that are coming back, you know, as far on the defensive front, can they be the chaos creators that Pitt has been used to having on that defensive front? There's a lot of things that play that that play into this, um, but I think one thing that can get o- overlooked is when you find that balance, and and I think that Pitt. Pitt has had good cornerbacks. Like, Jason Pinnock, I think, gets overlooked because of those big plays that he gave up. But when you go and you talk to other receivers, like, like Cornell Powell, who's you know projected as a third, fourth-round wide receiver out of Clemson, who's really talented, and, and he beat Pinnock. Actually, I believe it was Marquise Williams. He, but it might have been one of the, but he beat one of the Pitt, Pitt cornerbacks on a deep pass where he had caught it one-handed. It was a perfect throw from Trevor Lawrence. But when he was asked... Who's the best cornerback he faced? He said Jason Pinnock. And that speaks volume for a guy who plays in the ACC and goes to the college football playoffs every year of his career. And when it comes to defense, you know, Pitt, it does work as far as the creating of pressure. They led the they led the ACC in sacks with 46. Um, Clemson also had 46, but still, still that's the case. They also led the ACC in interceptions with 14. Also, Clemson having 14. Even all, they also had one return for a touchdown. But I think sometimes it gets a little lost when you see those big plays get up. They also had the third best scoring defense. Um, they also had the second best defense when it came when it came to yards. Um, now, granted. They were eighth in pass defense, again, because some of those big plays, they just come back and catch you. But they're number one, and it's not even close. They were number one in rush defense because they sell out and they allow, they use their middle guys to stuff the run. Now, if you're sitting there saying, well, if Pat Narduzzi can't adjust, why the heck is he a head coach? And I, I kind of feel you on that sentiment, but that's not – I don't think that that's where he wants, to, uh, that he wants to build. And I think that Pitt's okay with this if he can eventually get those guys because he is producing top – top talent in the in the draft I mean this year we were just talking about last week Pitt may have seven guys go in the draft I think they definitely get six they're probably getting seven 
I think Jason Pinnock, his pro day pushed him up, and people are going to say, eh, you're worth a sixth or seventh round pick. And if you and if you get that, that that's a win. But he, and, and again, a lot of those guys, defense. Rashad Weaver, Patrick Jones, Paris Ford, DeMar Hamlin. And Jason Pinnock, the guy that, of course, not in that mix is Jimmy Morrissey, and I think Jimmy Morrissey would be a heck of a pickup. You get him in those middle to late rounds. But I really see um, what Pat Narduzzi's doing here because say he does hit at cornerback, and maybe he already has, because I'm going to talk about this next segment about the cornerbacks that are on the roster, but maybe he already has the guy and he's developing on the roster right now. Because if he does and they get a lockdown, a true lockdown collegiate corner, a guy who doesn't give up the big plays and can flip plays around and make the interceptions on his own when he's in one-on-one coverage, that's going to make this defense truly lethal. Because now you're not going to be able to run on them and they're going to be going after the quarterbacks and the quarterbacks are going to be worried about, I can't go after that guy even when he's got even when he's alone in single coverage. And when you get that, that's what allows your defense and Pat Narduzzi's defense to be truly what he's designing it to be. It takes time to get it there, and you can't always get it there. But it's when you're building a program, it's good to have the mentality to show everyone, hey, this is the style of football we want you to play, and give those young recruits that you bring in something to aspire to. But who are some of those young guys? We'll talk about that in just a minute right after this break. on the HTP podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter. We're talking pit football. We're talking about how they use their cornerbacks in the defensive scheme. Now, we just talked about the scheme and what the merits of it and what the frustrations of it cuz you're like, "Oh, they give a big plays, but if they get the right guys, and we have to say, you know, the last great pit, pit, great pit cornerback. I mean, Avante Maddox has proved to be very good in in, in the NFL. Uh but uh you know, of course, Darrell Revis, you know, you know, guys like that. If they can get a guy who is true, like first round talent, NFL type of guy at cornerback, I think it puts everything together for Pat Narduzzi's defense. Because even if he doesn't have Rashad Weaver and Patrick Jones being all Americans in the middle of the field, I do think that he does have the talent and the physicality up front to still be able to win the majority of those plays if he can bank on those guys behind him. Now, who are those guys? Well, right now, the projected four guys that we'll see the most at cornerback next year that I think, A.J. Woods, he'll be a junior. Uh, Marquise Williams, he'll be a junior. Rashad Battle, he'll be a sophomore. And M.J. Devonshire, I believe he'll be a sophomore as well. Now, Devonshire's the new transfer uh, from the area, went to Kentucky, didn't work out, came back. He's also a return guy, so we could see a little bit of that there. But these are all athletic dudes. Now, I wrote about, I've written about both of them. Marquise Williams and A.J. Woods, they stepped in a lot early in the season, and I like the fight from these guys. A.J. Woods is a guy I wrote about 
months ago, way back in the middle of the season, and I was breaking down his work, and it's like, yeah, you see this rawness here, but what you want out of a cornerback is sort of what you want out of a quarterback. You know, they often say when a quarterback throws an interception, we want you to get that out of your mind. Just think about the next play, the next pass, how to make the next big moment happen for your offense. It's the same thing for a cornerback, especially when you know you got to be on an island. Don't think about the time that you gave up the big play. Think about how you're going to make the next big play. And that can go a long way to a cornerback's confidence. And really, again, when you're in that position, you need to trust your confidence. You need to be able to say, hey, I, I believe in my skills to be able to succeed out here by myself and prove to everyone that, you know, hey, if you come this way with the football, I'm going to make you pay. And A.J. Woods, I wrote about earlier in the year, he was sh- he was showing me that. He was showing me that, hey, you know, I can be a guy that, like, there was a time he got beat, but he'd get right back in their face, press the guy the very next drive, and then look like, he's like, yeah, so what if you beat me? I'm still out here ch- challenging you all over the field. And I think that that's a that's a huge part of it. And then when teams teammates see that, especially when they see you, when they see a player like that um, make plays, that's gonna that's how you start seeing guys look up at each look up at players and say, "Whoa, man! You see what he did? You see what he said? I, I want to play like that." And there's a, there's a level of pride that goes into the work. And then you work harder throughout the week because you don't want to be the guy that gets beat. Not only do you want to be the guy that doesn't get beat, but you want to be the guy who makes the plays, right? And there's an ego about it. And then, the, and then that ego turns into swagger. And swagger turns on to on-field confidence. On-field confidence can turn into victories. And Pitt's got some interesting athletes out there because Marquise Williams is right there with A.J. Woods. I really think that the two of them could be in the mix. And but and the thing is, is that and competition is the best thing you can have in your program. You want to have guys going at each other, pushing each other, because then you because then you find out you know that when the cream they say the cream rises to the top, that means you're finding out guys who are going to be able to make their own way into the league and not more so like, hey, you just won this position because you happen to be the best. No, you proved that you were the best. And again, um, I, I look at Marquise Williams just like A.J. Woods. You know, it was it was the game against Miami. I think he gave up a really big play early on. In the second half, he gets an interception and it flips the whole game around. Now, granted, they still lost that game, uh, and that was the first game they didn't have Kenny Pickett uh, because then the offense was just abysmal. But that, but his attitude of "Hey, you may have beat me, but I'm coming out here um, and, and making plays." That's what they want. I'll tell. I'll, uh, here's a quote that Narduzzi said way back about how AJ Woods had made progress last year. This was a quote from back in like early December. Uh, and he says, here's a quote. He's talking about Woods' progression. He says, quote, I'll start after that that BC game, uh, Boston College, of course. And it seems like a lot of COVID tests to go, but we played two quarters in that game and wore them both out. 
Uh, and when you look at the progress that really you could t- you could talk Marquise Williams is young, but A.J. Woods was the guy that came in after that game when we said we were going to have to play play him. And A.J. has really played really darned good, and I can f- I, and I feel that. And I cannot tell you I'm disappointed in him at all. I'm really happy with him. And he also talked about Eric Hallett, who I think is going to be a lot more of the free safety this year. Um, or yeah, because he is Eric Hallett. He's he's diverse. We'll talk about him and Brandon Hill down the stretch. Also, Justin Talender. There should be there could be some interesting play here uh, that the, that the that Pitt could use at both the safety and cornerback position because Eric Hallett and Justin Talender they've shown the ability to kind of flip a little bit between each. Um, and I remember in Florida State, I think Eric Hallett lined up at outside corner when uh, someone got hurt for a little bit, and then he got bumped back to safety after a while. Um, but A.J. Woods, Marquise Williams, Rashad Battle, all interesting. And I, I like the attitude of the M.J. Devonshire. Now, he has to put it together on the field. Um, I think he has the measurables to be that guy. But th- these are the things that you want in the cornerbacks. You want them to be feisty. And if they're feisty, even if they're not that number one talent, they do help you a lot. And I think that's what Jason Pinnock helped the defense a good bit with last year. I think last year was just also crazy with COVID and you lost Jalen Twyman before the season started and they lost Paris Ford. And, and and honestly, those two guys going into the season, if you would ask me preseason who were the two biggest names in pit football before the opt-outs happened, it was Paris Ford and Jalen Twyman. And then you talked about Patrick Jones and Rashad Weaver and other guys and like DeMar Hamlin. But it was those two were the main guys and they were both gone. So absorbing those blows and still coming out with a winning season I think was good for Pitt. And maybe, maybe that means that they can they can find some more of those guys in the secondary in the next couple of years. Rashad Battle was highly talented when he came out. Um, we could see that develop over time. But again, it's going to be about can they live on that island? And that island can get really tricky because again, in your psyche, when you lose one of those battles, it's it's hard. To, to move on from that sometimes. And that can really play into you. And there's a lot of trash talk out there. But on both sides of the ball, people don't realize it's a huge part of the game. You know, and from receivers and cornerbacks. And, like, you, you make a big play or you don't make a big play. There's a lot of posturing. But sometimes that posturing is just about keeping your confidence up, keeping your energy up. Because if you just lack energy for half a second, that can be a touchdown. If you're a cornerback. And cornerback, to me, I think is one of the most demanding positions in all of sports. Because your job is to mirror these extremely explosive wide receivers who you can't touch because of the rules. you got to be very light with them. And the receivers, I mean, these are guys that run 4-4-2-4-2 speed 40-yard dashes. They're, they're so explosive, there's no one else like them in sports. And you have to run with them. And get physical with them. And then tackle running backs when they come your way. And then make jump, you know, jumps on the ball when they when it comes your way. Like, there's so much that's demanding there. So if your psyche is just out of order for just a little bit, it can mess up your entire career. Case in point, something that I saw personally with the Steelers was Artie Burns. Artie Burns had all the measurables, all the athleticism. And I think when, when he was locked in, when his confidence was on, I thought he was a good cornerback. But the problem was whatever was going on in Artie's life or you know whatever was happening on the field, he would just get into these pouting modes. And I, wouldn't, I don't think it's fair to call it pouting, but he would just get really sad. Like There was a game where he played like well, and when he was in the locker room, he was like, he was like upset. He was almost crying. 
and I didn't understand it, but you know, that's part of the psychological warfare that sometimes plays on with these guys. And there's some guys that don't rebound from it, and I think Artie Burns is a case of that. So you need physically tough and mentally tough guys on the uh, on the cornerback position, and that's the biggest thing you want to see out of Rashad Battle. That's the biggest thing you want to see out of A.J. Woods, M.J. Devonshire, and Marquise Williams. I saw good things out of those two Williams and uh, Woods last year. And also, you get Damari Mathis back next year, so you have a veteran presence to help with that. And it'll be interesting, again, to see who gets more playing time because both Woods and Williams were fighting throughout the year. And I think Woods definitely won that out as the year progressed. And then Rashad Battle, does he? Do they finally push him up because they've been waiting for him to progress? And then again, you you got Damari Mathis, who's been who's been your guy for years, and he just missed last year because of injury. So you're going to have a, a good bit of competition at cornerback next year. And you know whoever wins that competition, they should feel pretty confident going into the season and carry that onto the field. So keep an eye out for what Pitt does there with their cornerbacks. They got a lot of competition there, and if it yields, if it if it gets them a t- some top tier performance from cornerbacks, if it gets them guys who can keep the big play from breaking off, I think it puts Pitt in a much better situation next year to win a lot more football games and to get them a chance to show up. Hey, our system that we're here that we got here is working. More young recruits, you want to play aggressive, in-your-face, swagger-style football and some defense, you come to Pitt, and you'll get that opportunity. And hey, if Pat Narduzzi builds a house like that, and that's how Pitt gets its stars, and, and maybe maybe that's the, the, the program's path back to being nationally relevant again. But that's our show for today. Thanks so much for listening to the H2P Podcast. Really appreciate you all always for listening and checking us out. Don't forget, on DK Sports Radio, give us a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming your way. DK's daily shots and everything coming up tomorrow to finish out the week. But, of course, Dale Ali and I got some NFL draft talk for Saturday and Sunday. We'll be talking some pit hoops with uh, another transfer coming out. All that there. And, again, next week on the football version of the H2P Podcast, We'll have Doran Dickerson, the All-American, the NFL, uh, the, the NFL star. So we'll be talking to him on the show. It'll be great to have him then, and we'll see you then.